0: in the house of God this morning, amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, Lots happening this week and in the weeks to come. uh, Inside your worship folder, inside your program there, there's lots happening, so just draw your attention to those. Please take time to go through those. Uh, I want to take a minute in the service or two minutes in the service to Pray for our five-friend focus. Uh, if you've not taken one of these cards, they should be available for you in the seat back in front of you. Or if uh, they're not there, they're in the seat back and someone near you uh, or in the very back. But uh, it's an opportunity to pray for and believe with one another for unsaved family members, unsaved neighbors, unsaved friends, unsaved work associates, whomever that might be, that you would listen to the Holy Spirit and that you would make and fill in at least those five. You can have more than five. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, and that you would pray for them regularly, but that on every Sunday, in fact, if you look on the back of those cards, there is a seven-day kind of prayer guide that you can follow week in and week out for the remaining weeks of the uh, year 2017. And on that seventh day, uh, we're praying for a five-friend focus. That's really day one for you and I on Sunday. Uh, So I'm going to invite you, if you have yours, if you want to just hold it in your hand, you can hold it up high if you want, but let's just believe together today. Father, we're praying for unsaved family members. We're praying for unsaved friends. We're praying, God, for unsaved neighbors, unsaved co-workers, those that, God, you have uniquely placed around your children to be influenced by them For the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we are praying for open hearts, that they would be open to hear, open to receive the good seed, that it would be planted upon good soil. Father, will you till the soil of their hearts, that their hearts might be prepared to receive the good seed, that they would be watered, that they would germinate, and they would bring forth a harvest, Lord and a harvest that would last. We pray for their salvation's Lord. Now, Lord, we also pray that you would anoint us, that you would equip us for every good work, and that, Father, we would be quick in season and out. We would live with wisdom towards those who are on the outside, and that, Father, we would seek opportunity to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only in our conduct, not only in our acts of kindness and deeds, but in our very speech that we would share the love of Christ, that we might lead them to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, that their faith would be in him for eternity, God. We love you and we thank you and ask your blessing in Jesus' name. Everyone feel a strong amen. 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 Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to Genesis chapter 27. As we continue our walk through the Old Testament, we're in Genesis chapter 27 this morning. It's a story that has with it some sordid behavior uh, and it's sordid human behavior. And I think probably all of us to some measure can identify with sordid human behavior. Uh, We're likely all plagued with a measure of some level of sordid behavior where we engage in that is not led of the Spirit, but rather of our flesh. Uh, It's not one of those moments where we get amens, but it's one where we can certainly identify with one another. So look at your neighbor for a moment and say, yes, I think I've probably seen that in you at least once or twice. (laughs) So that being said, uh, things like Uh, Resisting the will of God. Things like operating in deceit. Things like usurping authority. Things like feeding the flesh. Things like deceitfulness, uh, trickery, uh, beguiling behavior, if you will. And unfortunately... We have been touched by these things, and we certainly are aware of them, perhaps even in our own lives, to some measure. The good news is, today I'm not going to be focusing primarily on those. (laughs) Can I get an amen? (laughs) But I want you to, with me, recognize that they're there, and that I should be mindful of them in my own life more so than I'm mindful of them in my neighbor's life, right? It's very easy for us to identify other people's faults and failures and neglect addressing our own. So we ought not neglect. The Scripture tells us in the New Testament, listen, if it's true, don't deny it. Don't deny it. But we can bring it before the Lord, confess it, and allow him to work it out of us, as we cooperate working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Does that make sense? And we all need that. So knowing and hearing those and knowing, and you're probably familiar with the story of Jacob and Esau and the blessing that Isaac is going to seek to bestow. And the blessing has been given actually to Jacob, the younger son, but Isaac is resisting it and wants to give it to his son Esau. Perhaps he takes tremendous pride in Esau's hunting uh, bravado ability and his prowess in the the hunting and preparation of good food. How many of us are enamored with the ability to prepare good food? How many of us absolutely enjoy eating the savor of well-prepared food? Whatever it is, there is clearly a resisting to that which God had predetermined prior even to the birth of the kids. There are two nations in Rebekah's womb. and in those two nations, it was determined that the older will serve the younger. The blessing would go with the younger son, Jacob. Isaac seems in a very conniving way, maybe even in a concealed way, and in a covert way, he calls his son Esau in and says, Hey, I'm kind of old, and I think I may be at the end of my days or getting there. He didn't realize he had some 40 years remaining, but he was having a difficult time seeing. He was blind, if you will. And he says, I'm in age. I want to pass on the blessing that God has blessed me from my father Abraham. I want to pass it on to you. And he's doing this in a covert way. It's just he and Esau. However, Rebecca can hear in the tent and overhear what's happening. So she, in the meantime, is calling Jacob the son in whom she loves perhaps more. And we see, again, some of that sordid behavior where playing favorites on the home front. How many of you know what that's like? Maybe you're the middle child. You feel like, man, I didn't get love. Or maybe you're the youngest child and everybody's accused you of getting all the love. The youngest right here. (laughs) Man, my brothers and sisters thought, what's up with Dave? He gets all this stuff and all this blessing and he never gets in trouble. And my older my oldest brother my or old, my older brother, he was always getting in trouble. My, really, my oldest sister was the one who got in the most trouble. But anyway, uh, so we're always getting accused. And there's a the whole sordidness of family. Can let me just say this real quickly. First of all, life is not fair. Everybody understand that? Life is not fair. God, in a unique way, has given us a marvelous gift. I'll call it the crucible of family. The crucible of family it's in the midst of the crucible of family that we discover how to love one another. And we discover God's plans and purposes being lived out amidst all of the behavioral anomalies and all of the carnality of people. And so sometimes you think, man, why did God put me in this family? Just remember that God is working in your family. He is working in your circumstances. You may not be happy with where your family is today, but God is working in the midst. He is working in the midst. Just like in this most unusual, seemingly family behaviors, God's sovereign. Our God is sovereign. In fact, if you had a title for today's message, I would say a determined destiny, but you could really call it God is sovereign. Our God is sovereign. And His will, His purpose, will prevail regardless of my circumstances and my own determined behavior. Even when it resists the very will of God, He's still going to accomplish His purpose. And He will use the frailty of people, up to and including sin, to accomplish His good, pleasing, Gave you a four-four view. So verses uh, one through seventeen. Let me just sum it up. And uh, Isaac is old and he can't see. He seeks to give the blessing to his eldest son Esau. Sends him out to go hunt game and to get some of that savory venison so that he can make some stew. And uh, Esau is like, "All right, I'll go do that." And he goes out to go do that. In the meanwhile, Rebekah overhears this, understanding that. God's purpose and plan was for Jacob. She loved Jacob more than Esau, and so she said, Jacob, you got to go do this. Listen to what I say. Go get a kid from, the, uh, from the, the herd and bring it to me, and I'll prepare it, and I'll make some savory stew like your father likes, and then we're going to send you in, and you're going to pretend to be Esau. He's like, hey, man, Esau's hairy, and I'm like smooth-skinned. I'm fair of skin. He's going he's to invite me over. He's going to smell me. He's going to feel me. He's going to see, and he's, then I'm going to get a curse. So rather than being concerned about doing something that's wrong, he's more about concerned about being caught. Anybody here identify with that? Oftentimes, we're more concerned about getting caught than we are about the very behavior that we're engaging in. You see, the lessons are plentiful in the story, but he, he mother's voice. She even takes the skin of the goat and puts it over his arms and over the nape of his neck. And so certainly as he's going to be called in, we'll pick up the story. And dad's going dad's gonna, to, Isaac is going to smell the food. He's going to smell the clothing. He's going to smell and touch the skin. All these things. And you just see the deceit in the midst of this. And yet God is working sovereignly in the midst of the frailty of humanity. And focus today is not on all of those things, but I want you to know there's a sermon in each one of those, and each one of us can glean wisdom on what not to do in those circumstances. So pick up with me in verse 18. So we went to his father, this is Jacob, and said, my father, and he said, uh, here am I. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. You see how flagrant this is? I mean, listen, he has to be so purposeful at this point. He has set out to deceive. And he has to be convincing. He said, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you have told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game, that your soul may be blessed or that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, "How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son, that is the food or the game that he has gone out?" Then he says, "Because the Lord your God brought it to me." Now he's invoking the name of God in the midst of his deceit. You know, if you set out to deceive, you can be certain that your lie is going to continue and you will lie again and it will get bigger and bigger. Does that make sense? All of us recognize and remember when we told one lie, we had to back it up with another and all too often it was a bigger lie. Well, we see that happening here and it is the work of the flesh, if you will, making provision for the flesh. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So you, can, you sense the hesitation. Maybe he heard intonations of the voice. Maybe, I mean, he's like, what? What? So he calls him, come close. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. Just perpetuating, perpetuating. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, And his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and he kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Peoples serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Father, in the next few moments as we consider this historical narrative before us, Father, may not only we recognize certainly the frailty of humanity, but ultimately... God, that we would see you are sovereign, you are good, and you are a God of destiny. You are a God of blessing. And so, God, uh, will you help us to see principles in our life that we may glean and receive today. In Jesus' name, and everyone said a strong amen. Amen. So, blessings. We're talking about blessings today. More than all of those humanity traits. I want to talk about the blessings and the blessings of God. It's a beautiful thing that God desires to bless his people. And so, blessings. According to dictionary.com, blessing is a noun. The act or words of a person who blesses, a special favor, mercy, or benefit, the blessings of liberty, for instance. A favor or gift bestowed by God, therefore bringing happiness, the invoking of God's favor upon a person, praise, devotion, worship, especially grace, said before a meal. I was reminded as I was preparing this week one of my favorite uh, Christmas movies, and you'll have to forgive me, but it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and in one of those scenes they're sitting at the Christmas table, and the turkey has come out, and it's, Before Chevy Chase, and he's standing up, he's sharpening this knife, and he's getting ready, and they are going to say the blessing. And so they ask, you know, grandmother to say the blessing, and she can't hear. And so Grandpa's sitting next to her, and this conversation goes, and he says, They want you to say the blessing. (laughs) And he looks at her real close, gets in her ear, the blessing. (laughs) So she proceeds to give the uh, Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) Anyway, we're not talking about saying a blessing before the meal. What we are really looking at and biblically what we are considering before us really is God's favor upon a person uh, and God's bestowing of blessings that will include happiness. It will include God's abundant provisions, if you will. Uh, It does not, and the Bible does not view blessings as mere wishes of good, not just good. But in all reality, they are really determinations of destinies, determinations of destinies. God has a plan and a purpose for every one of us in this room, a plan and a purpose, and he has a destiny. And his blessings are bestowed upon us so that we will ultimately accomplish and really walk in and walk toward his destiny for our lives. Now, we see this in the blessings he has declared upon his servants, and we're going to see that certainly in just a moment as we consider the story before us. There are a couple of words in the Hebrew that are used for blessing. Uh, The first is Barak, and the second is Esher. Esher really refers to that happiness element, and we're not going to focus on that side today. However, I will say that is a worthy study, a study of Psalm 1, the first three verses. Happy is the man. They are excellent and a worthy study, and it is part of our blessings. However, today we're going to focus on the Barak. uh, And the Barak is first used in Genesis chapter 1 when God blesses the fish and blesses the animals and inspires and encourages them to be fruitful and multiply. He also gives blessing to Adam and Eve and encourages them to be fruitful and multiply. In fact, commands them in that regard we are looking very specifically at Abraham's blessing or Abram's blessing. In fact, back in chapter 12 when we came to the generations of Terah, we discover and we're introduced to Abraham, and God calls Abraham out of his father's house, away from his country, and says that he will bless him. Genesis chapter 12. And in that portion, he, he goes into detail about what that blessing is. Turn back a few pages in your Bible with me to Genesis chapter 12. He says this, verse 2. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth be blessed. He gives him blessings, and he bestows. Now, as the story progresses and we make our way through, the blessing is added. In fact, in chapter 26, we discover that because of Abraham's obedience, the blessing is renewed and restated in his obedience. And let me suggest to you that blessings are a significant it's a significant part of what God does in our lives Leviticus chapter 26 some of the blessings of God Deuteronomy chapter 28 in fact I would turn turn a few pages over to the right to Deuteronomy chapter 28 Deuteronomy 28 this is significant listen to what listen to what Moses writes for us he says in verse 1 now it shall come to pass if you Diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. Boy, you may want to underline this verse in your Bible. Diligently obey the voice of the Lord our God. If you will, and to observe carefully all his commandments, which I commend to you today, That the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Who is he speaking specifically to? He's speaking to the nation Israel, Abraham's descendants would draw your attention also to Paul writing to the churches of Galatia. Another verse that you should have underlined in your Bible. In fact, I would encourage you to memorize it. We, the people of faith, we are blessed with believing Abraham. Come on. Those blessings, if we will diligently obey the voice of the Lord, Those blessings will be ours. Listen, they will overtake you. I like that. In other words, it's you can't stop the blessings of God. Now, in Christ Jesus, they are ours. And that's the beauty, and we'll get to that in a few moments. So God has blessed Abraham. That blessing has been passed on to Isaac. We see that blessing being passed on to Isaac. God says to Isaac, as with your father, so with you, and to your descendants. Now, this is these blessings that were for Abraham. They helped form his future. That determined destiny, if you will, form his future. Let me, let me, Let me throw a seed out there for everyone sitting here. The blessings of God that are ours in Christ Jesus, they can help form our future. Gather that for a moment. Your future does not have to be formed by that which you inherited by your family and DNA and all of your circumstances. Your destiny is formed by the blessings of God and what the Word of God says who the Word of God says you are. Does that make sense? Nod your head if that makes sense. Listen, no matter what your circumstances are today, it does not have to determine your destiny. The Word of God does. And the promises of God. Not only did the blessings that were placed on Abraham as a word form the future of his descendants, Isaac, specifically. And so... I think it's marvelous that in Genesis twenty two, I said twenty six a minute ago in Genesis twenty two, because it was added with Abram's obedience, looking at that portion in Deuteronomy, if you will if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord. Abraham did and the blessings were added to him. Now God can and we see this in this portion of Scripture, God can pass the blessing either directly, as he did with Abraham and Isaac, or indirectly through human interaction, as we see that happens with Jacob and what he perceives to be Esau, but is actually Jacob. He's using a human uh, intermediate. And that blessing is passed on. We see it also later with Jacob, whose name is changed to Israel, and we'll hear more of that in the weeks to come. But in Genesis chapter 49, his 12 sons, he passes on the blessing of the Lord. He is that human intermediate, if you will. I'd like to suggest to you that we should be people of blessing. We should be people of blessing. Bless those. The Bible tells us even to bless those who persecute us, bless those who uh, falsely uh, revile us for the Lord's sake. Great is our reward in heaven. So let's be people of blessing, recognizing that God does. So when Isaac is ready to die, he pronounced the blessing on his son Jacob. He says, therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness, and plenty of grain and wine let people serve you and nations bow down to you be master over your brethren and let, and let your mother's sons bow down to you cursed be everyone who curses you and bless, blessed be those who bless you let me throw this out here and, uh, with conviction I believe that America today is blessed for one reason one reason alone I believe that America has not been judged yet because of this one reason and because of this covenant because of this promise because of the blessing I will bless those that bless you I believe that because America stands with Israel that America still has the blessing of God remaining upon it America is sick with sin and America needs to repent every man woman and child in America needs to repent of the sin because sin is a reproach to any nation. But America has received blessing upon it because of our stance with the nation Israel, I believe, personally. And the Word of God would bear that out, certainly. And so in the historical narrative that we see before us, there's human elements and there's lessons. Does everybody just kind of nod your heads with me if you recognize that there are some lessons in here of things that we ought not do Some of them may be very convicting presently in our hearts. And if they are, will you take heed to the voice of the Lord? Will you be diligent to obey the voice of the Lord? If the Spirit of God is revealing something to you where you're resisting God, stop. Stop. Repent. Don't say to the Word of God, this doesn't apply to me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Let me add this. Romans 13 encourages us to submit to the governing authorities around us. There is a whole lot of hype going on right now in social media, in our city. And in the cities across America, it's rebellion. It's rebellion. Romans 13 reminds us that if you resist the authorities that God has established, you will find yourself actually resisting God. And if you are, repent. Are you with me? It's important. Rebecca the order that God established the husband is the head of the house he had determined to even though it was against the will of God he had determined to bless Esau she usurps his authority that is not a spiritual gift by the way my gift (laughs) I have the gift of usurping authority no that is not a gift If you're a young person here today and you usurp the authority of your parents, you need to repent and turn from that evil. Because it's only preparing you to usurp the authority of the employer that you work for. If you're here today and you're an adult and you're usurping the authority of the employer who's over you, stop. Stop bad-mouthing that guy or that gal. Stop for them start blessing them even when they say reviling accusations against you bless them right okay you see there's lots of lessons and lots of application so we see in this historical narrative all these things well let's uh, let's look at the passing blessing. God is not bound by uh, our human sin. He's not bound from keeping it out of even the participation in the process of handing off the blessing. He's granted you and I freedom of choice. So like Isaac, who was willful, God still accomplished his purpose and his plan. He's a God of destiny. And he's going to accomplish his purpose and his plan. He's a sovereign God. He will also do that in your own obstinance. When you are obstinate against the Lord, in spite of you, he will accomplish his good, perfect, and pleasing will. Now, I want you to know that's not a license for us to disobey. It's not a license for us to misbehave. In fact, you would find that more often than not, in fact, you would find off every. every instance of disobedience, and certainly in this narrative, all of the human activity and the sin that was involved in this whole process, even though God was sovereign and accomplished his good, perfect and pleasing will and his plan, he accomplished it. These people were not without consequence for their behaviors. We have consequence for our misbehaving. Everybody understand that? How about we minimize consequence? Because every time we face consequence, we try and blame God, like somehow God doesn't love us. But in all reality, our consequence is the chastisement of the Lord, and it really is love. It's God loving us. He loves us so much that he won't allow us to continue to behave that way without some level of consequence. There is consequence for behavior. So we have freedom to do what we want, but let's exercise that freedom, not freedom to sin, as Romans would tell us. And does this give us a license to sin? Certainly not. The sovereign will of God will be done in spite of our opposition to it. So, our Lord often does his work through human agents whose motivations are mixed at best. That is for sure. Doesn't mean he approves of evil, but that he is able to work in the midst of a sinful people. Things will go better for us. All right, so this brings us to a couple of God themes, and these are the ones that I I want us to be uh, holding on to. Number one, God is sovereign. He's sovereign. This means he's in control. He's in charge. Thank God he's in charge and not one of us. We'd be pushing all the wrong buttons. Not only is God a God of sovereignty, God is a good God. He's good. Somebody came to Jesus at one point and said, good teacher. And Jesus stops him right there and says, why do you call me good? There's only one good, and that's God. There's only one good, and that's God. The Bible tells us every good and perfect gift flows from the Father of lights. God is good. He is working all things to the good of those who are the called in Christ Jesus. He's working good. You say, well, my circumstances don't look so good. Hang in there. He's working good. He's working good. Hang in there. Have faith. Trust the Lord. Know the promises of God and stand solely on those, not what you see with your naked eye. We walk by faith, not by sights. God is a God of destiny. Listen, with this goodness, not only does he desire to do good, not only is it his character to do good, but he will bless his people. He will. It will overtake us. It will. And he's a God of destiny. If you're his, You're going to make it. Let me say that again. If you are his, you will make it. Our destiny is with him. David Wilkerson, in this group of ministers, and the question was going around the table, uh, what are you looking forward to when you get to heaven? And, oh, people were talking about these grandiose ideas of, you know, streets of gold and, blah 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 in this big city and oh how lovely it's going to be when it got to David Wilkerson David Wilkerson said two words with him with him in his heart of hearts he just wanted to be with his king his savior the love of his life that he had purposed in his life to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness all this other stuff would be added unto him he just wanted to be with Jesus oh God Help us. And do you know that if today you belong to the Lord, you're going to make it and you will be with him. He is coming again for his church. He's coming again. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would not have told you. But I go, and if I go, I will come again to take you to myself. Praise the Lord. So in his sovereignty, he has revealed salvation to you through grace by faith. Therefore, in his goodness, he has blessed you and I in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. He has blessed us. He has blessed us. In God's determination of destiny, you and I are the recipients of those blessings. Now, it's a simple sermon today. In fact, Pastor Dennis, at this time, I'm going to even invite the worship team to come back. What I want to take a moment to do these three thoughts, again, God is sovereign, God is good, and God is a God of destiny.
1: And as the worship
0: team comes back, I want to just help us recognize the his determination of destiny in our lives. Four verses that come to my mind. I mentioned Galatians 3.9 already. I think it's on the screen behind me. So then those who are of faith, are blessed with believing Abraham. Today, if you are a person of faith, if your faith is in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sin, you are born again, your name is written in heaven, and you are blessed with believing Abraham. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us. With most spiritual blessings, <laughs> every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians 9 and verse 8. Oh, if we could just grasp the totality, the height, the depth, and the breadth of this verse. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Do you see the word all there? It's total. That in most things? No. All things. At most times? No. All times. All times. All things, all times, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year, 365 days in a year. All times, all things that we need so that we will be able to abound. Not just accomplish, not just make it, not through the skin of our teeth making it through, whoo, made it. No, abound in it. I'm going to tell you, it's not by sight, it's by faith. Sometimes we feel like we're making it by the skin of our teeth. No, we are abounding. We're abounding. What we see is not what is real. Does that make sense? Oh, that our eyes would be open to see with faith. James. Maybe you're here today and you're under some trials and tribulations. Be reminded, James one twelve. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord promises to those who love him. Hey, we're going to make it, period. And that crown of life will be ours. I'm going to invite you this morning to just stand with me. I want us to pray together a prayer of blessing. I want us to pray a prayer of blessing. And it's to make a declaration of what we have already heard, what we have seen in the Word of God, and which is ours in Christ Jesus. Another worthy study for you. Just do a word search. Go to blueletterbible.com and type in the words in Him. In Him. Scroll to the New Testament specifically and look at all that God has provided for us in Him. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Epic, epic truth that we can stand on. These are Blessings of God that we have in him. In him. All of the promises of God are yes in him and amen in him. How many of the promises? All of the promises of God. Oh, that we would live in him. Oh, that we would abide in him so that we might. Realize the blessings that he has declared. In my time of prayer, I felt the Lord gave me this prayer that we might pray together. Now, I don't have the words for you, so I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and believe with me. I'm going to say it slow enough that you might say yes, to each of the things that we pray. God, you are sovereign. God, you are good. God, you are a destiny-determining God. And I am your child. I am a child of God. Therefore, I am blessed. According to your word, O God, I am blessed with believing Abraham. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, my Lord. In all things, at all times, all that I need, so that I may abound in every good work. Strengthen us under the trials of this life. Grant us steadfastness. Grant us tenacity. Grant us power and authority. Being fully armored and being fully armed, let us stand. And having stood, that we may receive the crown of life promised to those who love you, Jesus. Regarding loving you, Jesus, let our love for you grow constantly and consistently and with Erver, that we may walk in purity, walk in morality, walk in integrity, and may the consequences for my past sins be minimized. Yes, God. May my present disobediences be put to death, yes. and may my future opportunities to obey be seized, yes. that I might live to glorify your name. Resulting in the maximally blessed life, yes, both here and in the heavenly places. But may my life of blessing result in me being salt and light. That others would see Christ in me and not me. And may the desire to know him, to be born again, becoming a child of God, and being a recipient of God's blessings, too, be theirs. Father, will you grant these things according to your word, according to your promises. May we know your blessings. Know your blessings. They are destiny-determining in our lives. Destiny-determining. We ask these things in the strong name. Of Jesus Christ our Lord. And all God's people said a strong amen. Amen. Listen. We are the children of God. We are the children of God. And we are blessed by God. Who is sovereign. Who is working good on our behalf. Today as we close. Will you be reminded daily. That you are blessed. Will you remind those in your house that you are blessed? Will you remind them that they too are blessed? Will you speak the blessings of God? Will you speak the promises of God? Will you remind your children who they are in Christ Jesus? Will you remind your spouses who they are in Christ Jesus? Will you remind your brothers and your sisters who they are in Christ Jesus? And may we be the people of blessing. Blessed are those. The Beatitudes. We are the blessed ones. That we might see God. That we might see his kingdom come. I invite you to sing with me as we close today. Pastor Dennis and the worship team will lead us in this entire song. And then Pastor Dennis, if you would close in a benediction prayer. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord lift his countenance upon us. May the Lord grant us peace. Let's sing together. No longer a slave.
1: as your children may we leave this place with our chins up and with our heart filled with joy because we are your children and may we receive the blessings of God may they go with us before us behind us and surround us in Jesus name we pray amen amen have a good afternoon Amen. meet someone new